The following pre-recorded program is paid for by SSI Guardian. Welcome to Living Well with Dr. Peg with your host, psychologist and author, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark. Living Well with Dr. Peg explores a variety of mental health, wellness, and safety topics brought to you by SSI Guardian. Living Well with Dr. Peg shares effective and practical psychological strategies based on biblical principles for living well and staying safe. To listen to previous episodes, learn more about Dr. Peg's mental health and safety workshops, or to register for an upcoming VIP personal transformation retreat visit drpegradio.com and now here's your host dr peggy mitchell clark hello listeners are you feeling stuck are you ready for a change if so i'd like to invite you to participate in one of my upcoming do something different for a change personal transformation retreats kick off the new year with a time of refreshment reflection and strategic planning in a full day vip small group retreat We'll explore where you are, determine where you want to go, and identify what keeps you stuck. You'll leave with a personalized plan to accelerate your personal transformation and help you walk in freedom and purpose. Go to drpegradio.com to reserve your spot in a Do Something Different for a Change personal transformation retreat. And if you've missed any episodes of Living Well with Dr. Peg from this past year, be sure to go to drpegradio.com. For the program archives, as well as information about the show, my sponsor, and all of my mental health, wellness, and safety consulting services, workshops, books, and retreats. So it's time for a new year. And if you haven't made your New Year's resolutions yet, we'll help you today with some last-minute tips on fitness and wellness. And to help you make and keep your fitness and wellness resolutions, my guest today is Kim Farmer owner of Mile High Fitness and Wellness, and Kim is an expert in all things fitness, nutrition, wellness, and motivation. So as a psychologist, that's a perfect combination for me. Kim Farmer, thank you for being back on the program here in the studio with me again. Thank you, Dr. Pegg. I'm so excited to be here, and I just I can't wait to share some of my knowledge today. Excellent. And you're one of my favorite uh, guests. You've been on my show several times over the years, and uh, it's always a good time of year to have you on. Any time of year is a good time for fitness and wellness. But, of course, uh, New Year's resolutions, that's on everybody's mind right now. Um, give Can you give us some stats on uh, how many people make resolutions at this time of year and then how many people break their resolutions <laughs> and probably how far do they get into the year before they kind of just abandon their goals? Yeah, there is... There are actually a high percentage of people that create resolutions, and um, the percentages are at least 50% from what I read. At least 50% of people um, make resolutions, but in terms of how many people actually keep those <laughs> resolutions, it's much, much lower than that, somewhere around 20 25% or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I always like to uh, challenge people to not necessarily wait until January Um, To make new resolutions, there's no need to really wait. But I do understand that January is a time for new beginnings and the start of a new year. Sometimes people become a little bit more motivated during that time of year. So Mm -hmm. I certainly understand uh, the desire to want to do that. Um, And there are some some things that people can do uh, to make sure that they are staying on track uh, months after 
the time frame of generally around March <laughs> when those resolutions kind of fly mm-hmm. out the window. Yeah, and we'll get into some of your recommendations on how to stick with it, even how to how to make good resolutions to begin with that are achievable and doable, and then how to keep them going. I, I, I always say most people want change, but they're not willing to make changes. They want something different, but they fail to do something different. And that's in terms of behavioral change in general, and I'm sure that's just as relevant for fitness and wellness as well. Um, So I'd say probably the most common types of New Year's resolutions that people make really are, wouldn't you say, around fitness and wellness and health? Yeah, for sure. In fact, uh, the number one resolution is for people to lose weight. That's what Mm. most people want to do, especially after the holidays (laughs) and, you know, all of the eating And then um, surprisingly, the second uh, most common resolution is to get organized. Mm. Uh, And then down the line here, number five, the fifth uh, most popular resolution is staying healthy and fit. So uh, within the top five resolutions, there's two of them that relate to staying healthy and being well and and weight loss. So uh, I feel like this is very timely. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm so glad to be here and, Mm -hmm. and share some things that hopefully will help people Um, as January approaches. Mm -hmm. And it's a pleasure to have you here. And I would argue, again, from a psychological point of view, and then just my own personal experience, the more organized I am in my life, the more I can make time and room for the things that I've prioritized. I find that when I'm rushing and scattered and disorganized, I'm less likely to pack my lunch. And I just Mm -hmm. noticed driving over here, I used to always have a little baggie at all times with almonds or dried fruit or sliced apples. And I've noticed I've gotten out of that routine. And Mm -hmm. so I I would argue that staying organized in general is really going going to serve your uh, New Year's resolutions around losing weight and staying healthy. Yeah, exactly. If you're organized, then that frees your mind up a Mm -hmm. little bit more um, to focus on the things that are necessary uh, to create lasting change, like you said, like planning planning your meals and planning your snacks ahead of time. Like this morning before I left the house, I was rushing, Mm -hmm. but I made sure that I cut up, I bought a big, huge melon yesterday and they're so good. Mm -hmm. I don't know why they're so good right now, (laughs) but um, I cut that up and threw them in a baggie and took Mm -hmm. them with me because uh, I don't want to be out on the road or out somewhere and then make wrong decisions. Mm -hmm. So I do uh, absolutely agree that if we are more organized um, in our everyday lives, then we create room and space, uh, not only in our environment, but in our minds Mm -hmm. um, to be able to focus on the things that matter, which is our health. Right, right. Absolutely. And I I think that um, staying organized helps reduce our stress. And we know there's a biological basis around stress for weight gain. And then there's what people, what's called uh, stress eating. So again, if I'm organized, if I plan ahead, I'm going to be less stressed, which biologically helps my metabolism and not release those stress hormones. And then I'm not going to use uh, poor eating as a coping strategy for stress either. Right. And uh, the best part is that exercise has been shown to reduce stress levels. So if you have your your life in order um, and you have time to, then you can easily fit exercise in. But Mm -hmm. if you're not organized and you're stressed, then to be honest with you, a lot of times exercise falls to the bottom of a list Mm -hmm. and you end up putting it off and it's so easy to just procrastinate about it. Mm -hmm. So I do feel like um, I'm glad you brought that up because that second most common resolution of getting organized to me is almost directly related to what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) you brought it up and I'm so glad you brought it up, Kim. Uh, So in terms of um, 
recommendations on keeping resolutions, kind of like a general overview, and then we'll get into some really specific strategies, uh, especially related to fitness and health and wellness. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what would be some general uh, recommendations around keeping resolutions? I feel like before you even start, um, you really have to have some sort of um, emotional tie to whatever the change is that that you think you want to make. Because it's so easy just to pull resolutions or, or, or pull uh, things out of the air that you think you might want to do. But when it comes right down to it, it's going to take time and it's going to take energy. It's going to take planning. And it's easy, like I said before, to push things down the list, especially um, as you get busier. Uh, and so for me, uh, what helps is to have a just a, a high-level understanding of why it is that I, I want to even make this resolution? Why is it important to me? Um, Is there something emotional that I can tie to it that I know that will keep me going when times get tough, as they will, and you want to do things like backtrack and um, put things off? I feel like having that emotional connection to the change that you want to make is super, super important. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we see people, I guess, um, when they make resolutions or they set a new goal, uh, around um, going to their high school reunion, for example. You hear that all the time. I'm mm-hmm. going to my high school reunion or my college reunion. I need to lose 10 pounds by March or June or October. And so they have a real emotional connection to that. They're really motivated. They're excited about going. They want to look their best. Maybe they want to squeeze back into an outfit they wore back in mm-hmm. high school. And so they they get really motivated for that short term. Uh, but then once they get to the reunion, they slip back to their old habits. So I like Mm -hmm. what you're saying, that if we can find a a kind of a bigger reason, sure, I'm emotionally attached to looking good for my reunion, but I need something to sustain me beyond that reunion. Exactly. And that's just one example. I mean, I get so many people that say something like, oh, I want to lose 10 pounds so that I can fit into my bikini because Mm -hmm. we're going on vacation in the summer. And it's very similar. It's uh, it's time bound. Um, and so after that time has passed, <laughs> what happens? You go back to your old habits. Yeah, exactly. So definitely having that emotional connection will create lasting change. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, listeners, I've, I'm talking with Kim Farmer, owner of Mile High Fitness and Wellness. And it's not too late for you to make your New Year's resolutions or just to get healthy in general for the new year. Now, Kim, you wrote a book called Get Motivated, and um, you provide some really helpful tips around motivation. One of them you're talking about now is make an emotional connection, something that's more long-lasting, maybe more meaningful over the course of time rather than time-bound. But what are some other specific uh, recommendations you give in your book about getting motivated and staying motivated, specifically around uh, fitness? Yeah, so um, I did. I, I wrote that book and it just boiled out of a passion that I have um, to help people be well um, and not just not just physically, but um, spiritually, mentally and everything else that goes along with it. So a holistic well-being. Mm-hmm. And so in the book, um, I do go into um, quite a few examples of things that you can do uh, fitness wise, you know, specific exercises that you can do at home. My whole mission is to uh, help people get fit wherever they are. Uh, so you don't necessarily have to go to a gym. And so the book goes into some of those things uh, that really, really matter. In fact, I um, I created an acronym or I, I use a letter, <coughs> excuse me, the letter C um, to help people try to remember uh, what they can think about when times are tough. So 
I don't know if it's okay for me to go into oh, it. Oh, please do. Yeah. Okay. You're, is it four C's? Yeah, four C's. Yeah, yeah. Right. See, I read the book a long time ago, but I still remember most of those C's. So yeah, it works. It works. Yeah. yeah. If you just uh, have an acronym. So the first C that I talk about is change. And the reason why is because um, it's really going to be difficult, if not impossible, if you have not settled in your mind uh, it, it really is a mental decision that you're going to make a change. I talked about that emotional connection that goes along with the thoughts and feelings um, that you have in your brain. And when you can um, create that emotional connection, it makes it a lot easier uh, to change your mind, which will then lead to changing your habits. So that's the first C. Um, and then after you've decided that this is something I want to do, I do want to change my habits in order to change my, my health, um, then the next C is commitment. So making sure that whatever it is that you've decided to change, that you can actually commit to it. And it's got to be um, something like an appointment in your calendar, whether it's you start off very slowly with just you know a few minutes a day of exercise if you're just starting out. There has to be um, a commitment. So that's the second C. And then um, the third C is that it needs to be something that's extremely convenient. Uh, people will not drive more than about five to 10 miles max. <laughs> Maximum is 10 miles to go to a gym or a place um, to work out. So, which is part of the reason why I decided to start my business is to let people know, hey, you don't have to necessarily go to a gym. You can do a lot of exercises using your own body weight at home. Um, or using some of the uh, some of the things that are in your own environment, like stairs mm -hmm. and tables and chairs and things like that. You don't necessarily have to go out and, and break the bank mm -hmm. um, to get a great workout. So that was the third C, is that it needs to be extremely convenient. Hopefully you can just go downstairs to your basement and, and get a great workout in. Um, and then the last C is consistency. Uh, there's, that's, probably <laughs> that's probably the hardest part for most people because – Nine times out of ten, um, I think all of us have been there where we're, be, we're doing great. We're um, doing what we need to do every day. We have a routine. And then something comes along. Something changes in our life. It could be we get married. It could be um, you decide to go back to school. Um, it could be that your son's soccer league schedule changed. And now his practice is on Thursday evenings. And that's when your, your boot camp class was. And darn it, now I can't mm -hmm. do boot camp. So now I can't work out. So um, that consistency factor is probably one of the most important things because it's easy to start something, but it's not as easy to keep something going. Mm -hmm. So those are the four C's I, I talk about um, in my book. Excellent. Excellent. And um, it, this is just good sound psychology. Um, again, um, we look at um, there's different theories about how people change and how they get motivated to change, and it really is about making that decision. Yes, this is something I want to do. Some people are in a state of oblivion. They don't even realize they need to make changes. Uh, and we hear hear the stories all the time of people who go to the doctor and discover they're pre-diabetic. Or uh, if they don't lose a certain amount of pounds, it's putting a stress on their heart, and it could be very detrimental. And so they haven't even made the decision yet that right. they need to do something different. Uh, once we make that decision, then, as you said, so uh, significantly, we have to make a commitment to it. Yeah. And that's why it helps to have that emotional connection. 
because that commitment can wax and wane exactly. uh, with the, just the cares of life. Right. Um, uh, and you talked about it being convenient. And uh, I used to have a treadmill in my basement, and I used to use it very consistently. Uh, but I know a lot of people who go out and purchase expensive equipment, and it ends up being a very big, bulky, expensive coat rack. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so the key, and I talk about this all the time with any behavior change, it's one thing to to say you're going to do something and even have the equipment that you need to do it, but you have to actually use it. Um, buying your book or buying one of my books and just putting it in, under your pillow <laughs> won't give you the advantage of all the good information that's in it. You actually have to apply it. So exactly. having that equipment is great if you're actually going to use it. And we'll talk in a later segment about those affordable or even free ways of exercising at home or in your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to worry about ending up with an expensive coat rack. Right. You call a treadmill or an expensive gym membership. Exactly. <laughs> and I know the gyms count on us getting those annual memberships and they have all the sales and all the advertisements. Nothing wrong with them. I've been a member of a gym in, in the past uh, many times and got a lot out of my memberships. Uh, but we don't have to do all of that. And they're counting on us making that commitment, being gung-ho, and by March, as you said, yep. kind of slipping away. Mm -hmm. And then finally, I think everything you said was so significant, but consistency, consistency, yeah. consistency, consistency uh, in anything we do if we want to make a lasting change. Exactly. Absolutely. Right. So let's talk a little bit about the best way to set those goals. So you realize that you need to make a change. Uh, you've even made the commitment. You know that um, you really want to see yourself differently. You want to see yourself as a, a person who's healthy. And, and let me um, take a little side note. I, I know a woman who does um, hypnosis uh, with people who she said the most common reason people come for hypnosis is weight loss and quitting smoking. And she told me that within five sessions, uh, if someone hasn't quit smoking within five sessions, she knows they probably won't quit and it doesn't matter how long she works with them. Mm. And so she lets them know I could keep taking your money. Uh, but if you haven't quit yet, you probably won't. And she ob observed in her uh, experience that when people say I am a smoker, they're the ones who are less likely to have quit after the five sessions because it's part of their identity. Right. And so she says when people come in saying, I smoke and I want to quit, they're more likely to quit. And I don't know if there's any science to that. That's just her observation she shared with me. Mm -hmm. And so I wonder if that's true here as well, it, how you see yourself. What's your identity? What's that connection, that emotional connection you're making and commitment you're making? Is it to just lose weight and fit in a bikini or is it to really see yourself as a healthy person to be a person who's healthy and whole in every way? Right. I, boy, I tell you that, that identity thing matters so much because if you look at yourself as someone who is overweight, I'm just overweight. I'm out of shape. Um, I'll never be able to do a 5k. Mm -hmm. I'll never be able to do a 10k. Then I promise you that you'll be right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, switching that around and saying, I am a healthy person. Mm -hmm. I am a strong person. Mm -hmm. I am a well person inside and out. And I can do this. Mm -hmm. That to me, that mind shift makes all of the difference in the world. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how much that mm -hmm. means. And it, it really lines up. I always say all good psychology is God's psychology, that all, all of the things that psychologists say are evidence-based and practices that work, we can find biblical principles. And science really just validates I totally the Bible, agree, for um, sure. supports the Bible. 
And so um, those affirmations, who does God say we are? Who who are we in Christ? How, can we um, meditate on that word? Can we speak mm-hmm. that word over our, ourselves? Exactly. And and if we look at ourselves in that light, um, in the way that Christ sees us, which are people that can go out and, and do his work mm-hmm. and um, be missionaries for him, then we look at our health and say, I can't, I can't afford to be overweight. I can't afford to have low energy levels Mm -hmm. because I, I'm in a position to do the work of God. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I discovered some things about uh, my diet. I, my dad was, um, had celiac disease and had a, um, you know, had an issue with gluten. And so it occurred to me, maybe I should look into that because I was just having a lot of, um, difficulty sleeping through the night. I had a lot of joint pain, aches and pains, headaches almost every day, um, and just a a fatigue, very severe fatigue. By like 10 in the morning, I was already tired, you know, starting out my day. And when I went uh, gluten-free, I discovered I had a whole lot more energy. I was sleeping better. Um, The aches and pains in my joints went away. Now, I'm not 100% gluten-free. I'm not advocating everyone needs to be gluten-free. Obviously, not everyone has to. Uh, but it really just, um, I, my thinking was clearer, my energy level is higher. And so what you're saying is so important. If we have things that we're doing for the kingdom, but we're too tired and our thinking is foggy and we're fatigued and um, we can't get up and go literally where we need to go, we, we're not very effective for the kingdom. Yeah, and the fact that you uh, brought that up made me think about the fact that um, what works for one person is certainly not going to work sure. for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's all these fad diets out there and uh, all these restrictions on not to eat carbs and mm-hmm. increase your protein and decrease your fat. And mm-hmm. I feel like uh, it, it's going to be different uh, for everyone particularly depending upon your goals, um, any sort of allergies you have, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that your your body reacts to the food that it takes in um, is just, it's going to be different for everyone. For everyone has a different body type. Right. And so that's the reason why I do what I do, which is try to help people on an individual level. We do a lot of group work as mm-hmm. well, um, but it all started out with working with people on an individual level to determine um, what is going to work with this person, in this person's environment, with this person's budget, mm-hmm. um, and how can we really make recommendations for them that are sustainable Mm -hmm. and um, that will create lasting change in their lives. That's good. And again, uh, everyone's on this gluten-free bandwagon, but not everyone has a sensitivity to gluten. So it's silly (laughs) to just cut it out willy nilly. And I I've seen the difference. And then the other um, kind of downside to that, why I think uh, you're right. It's so helpful to have this individualized approach is when you start for me, when I start using gluten-free substitutes, uh, they have more calories, more oh, yeah. fat, more sugar. And I actually, um, in terms of weight gain, gain more eating gluten-free substitutes, right. you know. Because of all the stuff they yeah, put in it. Yeah, <laughs> And so, again, it's not just this blanket approach uh, that jump on the latest fad, but really right. looking, well, why would I even go gluten-free? I had some issues, some sensitivities. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I had to be really mindful about just holistically my entire diet because those substitutions are not necessarily the best either. Right, exactly. It's different. It's it's going to be different for everyone. And I hope that um, people out there listening really, really take that to heart and mm-hmm. just don't jump on the latest bandwagon because it's going to change next month. I mm-hmm. promise. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And so in terms of the best way to set your set your goals to accomplish right. them, um, you know, when, when we talk about consistency, for me, I recommend that people start really small. Pick mm-hmm. one small thing that you can do consistently. I have what I call my 21 day challenge. What's some small thing you can do for at least 21 days or more 
Um, and don't move on to the next thing until you've mastered that first thing. Would that be similar advice in terms of fitness and wellness? Um, yeah, I think that taking small steps is definitely the way to success. And that goes for not just um, nutrition and fitness, but I see that happening in business. Mm -hmm. I see that happening in relationships and just looking at um, your, your goals or your tasks ahead of you. If you are, let's say a hundred pounds overweight, it's very difficult to get motivated. If you say, Oh, I have to lose a hundred pounds. I'm never going to be able to do that as opposed to I'm going to lose five pounds next month and celebrate that success. And, do the things that you need to do um, to make sure that that happens. And if you if you have a setback, maybe you you get on the scale or you put your pants on and you notice that they're fitting a little tighter or the scale weigh, uh, shows that you weigh a couple more pounds, don't give up. Mm-hmm. Like Keep trying until you lose that first initial five and then go on from there. Mm-hmm. Excellent advice. Um, even if you your goal is five and you only lose four, exactly. that still should right. be celebrated. And even if, you're, if your goal is five and you actually gain one, that's okay. You're still doing um, a process. And sometimes muscle weighs more exactly. anyway. And <laughs> so does. seeing the scale go up, it shouldn't really be the, the measure anyhow. It's uh, how you feel, your energy, how your clothes are fitting, et cetera. Mm-hmm. All those things. Absolutely. Well, we're going to take a break to hear from our sponsor, SSI Guardian, and a little bit of news and announcements. And when we come back... Kim Farmer will share suggestions for workouts that won't cost you any money or involve a lot of equipment. Stay with us, and we'll be back in just a moment. One needs to look no further than today's headlines to understand the threats facing American schools. They remain soft targets for violent threats, and yet our schools go largely underprepared. Our children deserve the highest level of education in the safest learning environment possible. The SSI Guardian QAL, or Quick Action Lockdown, is the fastest and safest way to lock down a classroom. This revolutionary device provides schools with maximum locking protection while meeting all safety, fire, and building codes. Designed by the leading lock experts in the world, the QAL is the only lock that meets Department of Homeland Security primer recommendations. SSI Guardian QAL now makes classroom lockdowns fast and safe with the red button. As a parent, you have every right to demand that your child is afforded the best classroom protection. Take action today by calling SSI Guardian at 877-878-5800 or go to guardianprotect.com. That's guardianprotect.com. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstra. U.N. Security Council has unanimously adopted a resolution supporting efforts by Russia and Turkey to end the nearly six-year conflict in Syria and jumpstart peace negotiations. The resolution also calls for the rapid, safe, and unhindered delivery of humanitarian aid throughout Syria. Hundreds of people marching silently along Chicago's Michigan Avenue carrying crosses for each person slain in the city this year. Authorities say there were more than 760 homicides in Chicago in 2016. Two people killed, two injured in a shooting outside a Wallingford, Connecticut theater after a concert last night. And the suspect in the fatal shooting of a Pennsylvania state trooper has been shot and killed following a manhunt after yesterday's shooting. And right now in the Peach Bowl, it's Washington leading Alabama early in the first 7-0. This is SRN News. Renting in Denver? Denver rents have consistently gone up in 014, 15, and through today. Can you imagine how high your rents will be next year? You already know this, but you've struggled to save $10,000, $20,000 or more in down payment to buy your own home. I'm Brian Murphy, owner of Front Range Mortgage, and I may have your ticket out of renting and into a home of your own. 
we are proud to announce our new 1% down payment purchase program that can get you out of your landlord's pocket and into your own home. 1% down payment equals $3,000 to get you into a $300,000 home. That's $3,000 to own your own home. Call me and my local Colorado-only team for a painless five-minute conversation to see how quickly we can get you into your own home with a mere 1% down payment. Our number, 303-500-1900. That's 303-500-1900. Or visit frontrangemortgage.com. And MLS 378844, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Would you switch phone companies if you knew your current carrier was using your money to fund Hillary Clinton's allies, restrict your Second Amendment rights, or even promote abortion through organizations like Planned Parenthood? What if there was a liberal phone company targeting conservative candidates and organizations? Would you want to switch to a conservative phone company to help fight against their liberal agenda the fact is your current phone carrier may be using your money to undermine your own conservative beliefs there's also a radical liberal phone company out there spending tens of millions of dollars to defeat conservative leaders and fight for liberal social change well patriot mobile decided to take action patriot mobile offers nationwide talk text and high-speed 4g lte data at competitive prices and donates five percent of your monthly bill to conservative organizations of your choice sound too good to be true it's not Patriot Mobile. Join today. Finally, a mobile phone company that believes what you believe. Call 1-800-A-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash KNUS. To learn more about living well with Dr. Pegg, visit drpegradio.com. And now, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark. Welcome back, everyone. My guest is Kim Farmer owner of Mile High Fitness and Wellness, and we're talking about New Year's resolutions and fitness and goals and consistency, and I just love it. Uh, all of this fits in with everything I'm passionate about in terms of behavior change in general, and uh, we see these principles apply to really everything uh, when we're looking for lasting change, and I like you, you use the word sustainability, changes we can sustain over time. It doesn't make sense to set goals that are so um, unattainable that we can't sustain them. Even if we hit them initially, it's just hard to maintain. Um, So we were talking about um, personal training. That was how you got your business Mm -hmm. started. And we know not everyone can afford to join a gym or buy expensive equipment. I know when I first moved to Colorado, I joined uh, 24-Hour Fitness because we had small children at the time, and they had um, daycare, child care. Yep. And so that mm-hmm. was convenient. You talked about yep. one of your four C's mm-hmm. is convenient. So it was very convenient. It was located near our home. We could take the kids with us, and they, they couldn't be our built-in excuse for why right. we couldn't work out. Um And then um, when we moved to a new neighborhood, I had three um, recreation centers within 10 minutes of where I lived. And so depending on what I was doing on any given day, I was training for triathlons at the time. So if I needed to swim, I had different pools with different schedules for Mm -hmm. adult swim and lap swim that I could um, take advantage of. Or if if it was wintertime and I needed to do the stationary bike or the treadmill, I had you have a couple that. gyms I could choose from that were all literally, you know, five minutes, seven minutes, no more than 10 minutes away, wow. depending on the day of the week. No excuses. No excuses. <laughs> and um, in Denver, we have a wonderful parks and rec system. Yeah. It's still very affordable. The prices have gone up over the years, but still extremely mm-hmm. affordable. 
and you have such a variety of choices. You have racquetball courts, basketball, swimming yeah, pools, weight rooms. Mm-hmm. You have classes. Everything you you can get at an expensive gym, you can also get in your local community. Um, but some people prefer the gyms, and that's right. great. But what if someone just doesn't have it in their budget, even even for the local recreation center? And certainly, they don't. They may not have it in their budget for the expensive gyms. Uh, what are some zero or low cost workouts people can do without a lot of equipment? If you can give us some yeah. specific examples. Yeah, the, uh, there's so many things, uh, Dr. Pegg. I could just sit here probably <laughs> for hours and, and talk about the many things you can do at home with no equipment. Yes, uh, there are books and books and books <laughs> that are written about <laughs> nothing but um, body weight exercises <laughs> that you can do at home. <laughs> and in fact. Uh, I was so passionate about helping people to do that that I created a set of videos Excellent. and all of the vid- all of the videos are designed to help people that have minimal space mm. and minimal equipment. Mm-hmm. So for example, we have a yoga video that we created and um all you need for that is a mat mm-hmm. or hopefully maybe a carpet or a rug mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that. I mean, no equipment really needed for that one. We have um kickboxing. Mm. Um for example, kickboxing video Again, no equipment needed, just your own body weight and a small area in your home. You can do it in front of the TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We also have one called interval training, um, which interval training is has become a lot more popular. There's uh, more and more and more fitness classes coming out. I can barely keep up with them, mm-hmm. so I don't know how anyone else does. Mm-hmm. Uh, but high-intensity interval training has become very popular, but you have to be careful about that sort of a workout because it is pretty high-intensity. In, high um, but our video, uh, all we use in that video is a band with mm. handles, which is really affordable and can be picked up at like Target or Walmart, 10 bucks, mm-hmm. no more than 15 bucks. So that's uh, really effective to use that band because you can work upper and lower body with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also have uh, our last video is a cardio dance um, DVD. And it's somewhat similar uh, to Zumba, but Mm -hmm. not exactly. So we do incorporate salsa, reggaeton, and some Mm -hmm. of those other things. But again, it's uh, it's a workout that you can do that will definitely make you sweat, Mm -hmm. and um, with no equipment required. Mm -hmm. And so all of those are are really good examples. And then, of course, there's always uh, calisthenic type Mm -hmm. exercises that you can do. And um, I rarely am at home sitting down watching TV Mm. because there's just so many fun exercises to do like squats and Mm. lunges and, and sit-ups and Mm push-ups. All of those things are really still good. I mean, even though they're tried and true, they've, those are exercises that have been around for a while. I feel like they're never going to leave Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um, they're incorporated, uh, generally incorporated into the most, hot and popular workouts that are out there today. Um, They just tend to mix things up a lot and Mm -hmm. and give you a lot of variety, which is important as well. But uh, there's a lot of things you can do with the stairs in your home, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, If you have bad knees and you don't want to do high intensity, um, there's walking videos out there. So um, uh, Leslie, there's a lady named Leslie, I can't remember her last name, but she created a bunch of walking uh, videos specifically for that purpose, for people that might not want to have a high intensity mm-hmm. workout and they're not, they feel like they're not coordinated enough um, to do a dance fitness workout. Mm-hmm. So the walking videos are literally, you can do it right in your living room. And I remember when I used to do a lot of personal training work, um, we used to, I used to recommend specifically some of those videos mm-hmm. for some of my clients who were older adults 
or who had uh, joint issues or back issues, walking is the greatest form of exercise that you can do. And it doesn't matter that you can't go outside because you can mm. do it right in your living room. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's great. And I'm a walker. I do a lot of five K's and used to do triathlons, but I still always just walked. I shouldn't say just, right. um, I read a book once that said the only thing you can get from running that you can't get from walking is injured. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And so I used to have a pretty fast, um, mile pace, you know, when I was walking, speed walking, and I was sweating, and I was toned, and I was maintaining my weight, and I felt great and energized, so I'm a big fan of walking. Never thought about doing it in my own home, though, <laughs> although I will go up and down the stairs if okay. I if I don't have time to actually get out and walk or get to get to, to the gym, but I just want to get in a quick workout that's intense, I'll go up and down the stairs several times just to at least say, okay, I did right. something today. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I'm such a big fan of walking because it gets people moving that maybe wouldn't move otherwise mm-hmm. that I created a, um, a class, uh, mm-hmm. for, cause part of our business is also a corporate wellness program. So we actually go to the work site and deliver things like fitness and nutrition classes, cooking classes. And one of our classes is called fitness walking. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so we're trying to reach that uh, sedentary population of people that will not participate in a group exercise class, will Mm -hmm. not go to the gym. Fitness walking is uh, the greatest way to get everyone involved. Mm -hmm. And again, from a mental health point of view, um, being outdoors, and and I know you can do it inside Mm -hmm. as well, but if you're walking outdoors, especially in Colorado, 300 plus sunny days, uh, in the fresh air, in the sunlight, with a friend, right. that's mental oh, yeah. mental health, wellness, you know, prevention 101. It's called happiness. Yes, <laughs> yes. Just sunlight and social connection and moderate physical activity. Uh, if you're prone to depression or have a family history of depression, that would be a great mm-hmm. um, regimen to add to your to your routine um, is walking whenever possible outdoors in the sunlight. Totally. Good for your mental health. Right. Uh, so... Let's talk a little bit um, more about um, personal training mm-hmm. that um, for those who can afford it, and I guess even if you think you cannot afford it, I'm sure there's an affordable um, price point where if you have some specific goals or even to just get an introduction to hear some good exercises you can do to have one or two sessions even yeah. with a trained professional would be um, affordable pretty much for anyone, even if you can't afford that weekly Mm -hmm. uh, training. Um, Also, another thing that that you mentioned um, in terms of calisthenics, my chiropractor gave me uh, some exercises. I've been going to the chiropractor for years with the same recurring issues, and she's been recommending the same exercises for years, and I just never did them. Mm. Once I started doing the exercises, as she instructed, twice a day, every day, my issues went away. yeah. So exercise is not just for, you know, fitness and weight gain or energy or whatever. You can actually rehab some uh, chronic issues in our joints, our back, our hips, all of that. There are um, degrees and specialties out there specifically around corrective exercise. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're designed to do is help to um, eliminate any sort of joint and and bone and muscle limitations that you might have Mm -hmm. and correct some of those um, dysfunctions. Yeah, absolutely. So a personal trainer, while not a rehab, a physical therapist might still be able to recommend some of those. Yeah. So yeah, personal trainers can actually take um, and work with the therapist and Mm -hmm. take some of those exercises and progress them and help people stay on track 
with mm -hmm, them mm -hmm. so that they're continuing to do them because I I'm guilty of going to the dentist. They tell me, okay, you're going to go and floss every day. <laughs> and then what do I do? You know, I floss maybe for the next three days right, and right. then I forget. <laughs> so it's similar to uh, working with the therapist. I know a lot of people that have been in car accidents or have been injured and the therapist sends them home with exercises to do and they do them for maybe a week or two and then mm -hmm, they stop. Mm -hmm. And so that's exactly what a personal trainer can do is to help that person stay accountable to mm -hmm. doing them and then progressing them. Right. And I created um, various types of packages that anyone can afford mm -hmm. because I want everyone to be able to experience um, just the benefit of working with a professional that can help you with whatever specific goals that you're trying to reach. And you don't have to break the bank um, in order to be able to afford one, mm -hmm. um, at least working with us. I know you know, the word personal training, people think, oh, gosh, that's going to be so expensive. Mm -hmm. I can never afford it. But um, for us, you know, I've created different levels of, um, of training, whether it's online, whether it's on the phone, whether it's in person, whether it's in a group, whether mm -hmm. it's semi-private, so that everyone, everyone. can afford it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I appreciate, appreciate about you and your business, Kim, is you are making fitness accessible uh, in our community and even anywhere because you have your videos and you have telephone coaching so people even outside of the Mile High region can still uh, work with you. And so it's like working with a, a, a life coach or I do personal transformation coaching. It is a measure of accountability and knowing that you've got that appointment with your trainer or your coach, you really implement the things that you've said you're you're committed to doing. Exactly. So I'm, I'm glad that you are in the field that you're in because you uh, value mm -hmm. what it means to work with a professional right. to help you achieve a goal. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, all, all basketball teams and football teams do the same thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, again, my guest today is Kim Farmer, owner, owner of Mile High Fitness and Wellness. And I'm just getting inspired. I feel like leaving our interview and going out and working out. Um, we're going to take a break um, and continue our conversation about fitness and wellness. Um, and uh, you'll learn more about uh, Kim's corporate programs and, and personal training and all the different services. But the question that everyone wants to know, do we really need a Fitbit <laughs> or other wearable fitness device? Kim's answer when we come back. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Schools can no longer afford not to invest in a professional evidence-based advanced safety education training program. It's the single most important decision and investment a school administrator will ever make in their professional career. When all else fails, training and preparation are the only things that will increase your chances of survival in a violent incident such as an active shooter or active terrorism. SSI Guardian has set the new standard in advanced safety education by providing evidence-based advanced training programs tailored to your needs. While there are many basic training programs largely based on opinion and emotion. SSI Guardian is the only advanced training program of its type with an accredited continuing education unit or CEU issued by an accredited university. SSI Guardian has set the new standard in advanced safety education by providing evidence-based advanced training and solutions to learning institutions, faith-based and professional organizations. To learn more, call SSI Guardian today at 877-878-5800 or visit guardianprotect.com. To learn more about living well with Dr. Peg, visit drpegradio.com. And now, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark.
Welcome back, everyone. I'm with Kim Farmer of Mile High Fitness and Wellness. And uh, my listeners are all over the country and um, possibly even the world because we're streaming live online and through your cell phone, radio, smartphone apps. And so, Kim, how can people reach you and learn more about your business? So our website address is milehighfitness.com, and that high is all spelled out H-I-G-H. They can also give us a call on 303-558-3806, and our email address is inquiries at milehighfitness.com. All right, great. And I'll have links uh, to all of that from my website, drpegradio.com. So I won a Fitbit, Kim. I was so excited. I wanted one for my birthday, and about a month before my birthday, my husband and I participated in a 5K, as we do very regularly, and one of the uh, prizes, the giveaways, was a Fitbit, wow, and awesome. I won. I That's was so awesome. excited. So he had to find something else to get me for my birthday. <laughs> he got off the hook on that. <laughs> it was the Center for African American Health's um, Destination oh, Health one. 5K yeah. at City okay. Park in Denver. I encourage everyone to come out for that. It was a wonderful event. And um, so I had the Fitbit. My daughter has a Fitbit, and so she, you know, friended me and started challenging me to, you know, the most number of um steps in a given time frame and i'm very competitive that should be your other c Mm. right it should be (laughs) so for those of you who are competitive um having that kind of goal or challenge with someone else uh really i was up at 10 p.m uh walking around the neighborhood because my daughter was winning with the steps for the challenge so i never walked that many steps you know in any given time period except that i I didn't want to lose and pleased to say i beat my daughter okay in the challenge so um, but so I was real excited about the Fitbit and, you know, I was using it every day. I was tracking my sleeping. I was, you know, syncing it up with all my other apps. Mm-hmm. And then a couple months later, <laughs> <laughs> Where's I kind of, yeah, I kind of, you know, I'm going to kind of pull it back out again for the new year because mm-hmm. I do see the value of it. Um, right. But what, what do we really need those devices? They're great. Yeah, but, they are. Um, we don't have to have I, those. Yeah. Right? I don't think that we necessarily have to have them. I think it depends on where you are in your walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, many people are just simply motivated to get up and do something yeah. and don't need yeah. another person, don't need <laughs> another thing, don't need another anything to get up and do it. We're just intrinsically motivated. But for those of us uh, that need just a little bit more and maybe just a little bit of a push from, like you said, a friend or a family member that you can compete and challenge yourself against or um, if you need a reminder, I know that they're great for that mm-hmm. and, and sending you reminders. Uh, you can also track your activity and you can you know, see your progress and maybe celebrate those successes. So I think that it I mean, they're awesome I mean, they're a great electronic device. I'm glad that we have them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we've gone for how many years without it? <laughs> Millennia. <with them. laughs> yeah, right. We've gone this long without it. So I think we could, we could go further. But I mean not knocking it at all. I mm-hmm. think they're great for mm-hmm. certain people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So again, it's it's like anything. You don't have to go gluten-free just because that's a fad. You don't need a Fitbit or other brand just because. But if that helps you, yeah. hey, Why that's not? great. Why not? Mm-hmm. And if you can get one as a gift or win it as a prize, that's even better. That's even better. <laughs> so, so we do a lot of 5Ks. My husband has actually done a marathon and he's done several half marathons. Uh, I've done one or two 10Ks, but mostly 5Ks, and we go to different cities to do them. It's really just a lot of fun. But I'm getting to the point where I don't even have to train anymore for a 5K. I can just, just do I can be sedentary for two weeks and still just show up and do just fine. Right. So I think it's time for me to up. It is. Yeah. Is that, what do they call that? A plateau in yeah. terms of fitness and mm-hmm. exercise? Yeah. You. I mean, it sounds like you 
I don't think that there's anything wrong with mastering the 5K. Nobody mm-hmm. says that you have to do more. Mm-hmm. It depends, again, on your goals. But if you have a goal of wanting to do um, a 10K and challenging yourself mm-hmm. a little bit more, I am all for that, for sure. And it's just about being safe about it, working mm-hmm. your way up to it, not necessarily going gung-ho and mm-hmm. trying to do it out the first time, but yeah. just uh, progressing sh- uh, slowly mm-hmm. and, and consistently along the way. Right. There we go. Um, so I love the again. challenge of, of mm-hmm. races, and I also love the fact that uh, they've come up with so many different kinds. <laughs> They're so fun. They're so fun. Yeah, yeah. We did the hot chocolate 5K, which was the best chocolate ever. And <laughs> thank God I ran the 5K before I ate all that chocolate. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of really fun and creative yeah. ones. Yeah. And it gets people out, maybe people that would not have done it if they couldn't spray paint their hair mm-hmm. while they were doing right, the 5K right. or dress up like a zombie. <laughs> maybe they wouldn't have done it. Right. So right. I love it. Absolutely. <laughs> now, as we age, um, I'm in my 50s now and it's just getting it's a little harder to maintain and I've got I've got my routines in place. I know the the things that I do well with when I eat. I know the things I need to avoid or eat in moderation. So I have a lot of self-awareness and it still gets a little harder and harder each year. Um, what kinds of uh, advice or guidelines should we follow as we age to maintain our fitness and health? And then if you could speak specifically as well to seniors when, right. when we're truly up there in age. Yeah, I think it's really unfair that um, as we get older, unfortunately, our metabolism starts to slow Mm -hmm. down and we have to modify our eating. We can't eat as much as we used Mm -hmm. to. We have to modify our portions. Mm -hmm. We might have to uh, work out a little bit longer or work out a little bit harder. Even me, as I'm aging, as I'm 25 now, (laughs) (laughs) um, I noticed that I really have to uh, watch what I put in my mouth. Every Mm -hmm. single thing I put in my mouth, I'm very, very self-aware of. Mm -hmm. And um, just know that if I'm going to eat a cookie today, then I might not eat a cookie tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I'm certainly not going to eat another piece of chocolate that same day. Mm -hmm. Um, So as we age, it's it's really important to um, be aware of that, just knowing that our metabolism is going down every day. Um, our, our joints and our, um, our muscles and everything don't work like they used to. And so we have to be just a little bit more careful with that. And for seniors, um, specifically, I, I love seeing active adult, mm-hmm. older adult populations. I'd love to see, um, seniors moving. They have tons and tons of, uh, free, I don't know if they're free, but, um, extremely low cost silver sneakers classes mm-hmm. out there at most rec centers, they have those classes. So there's a lot of um, opportunity these days. There's uh, Zumba Gold. Uh, Zumba made up a format called Zumba Gold specifically for the older adult mm-hmm. population. So they can take those classes. There's Aqua Zumba. There's so many mm-hmm. uh, older adult classes that they can take. There's really, really no reason for not being active as we age. And, and in this day and time with the baby boomer population, mm-hmm. you know, getting older, um, it's it's really important that every single day, uh, when you become that age, that you find a way to move. Mm-hmm. And as the uh, baby boomer population is moving, starting to move out of the workforce, but to be honest with you, as I read statistics, they're staying longer than I think people anticipated. Mm-hmm. And it might be just because maybe it's harder to save for retirement and mm-hmm. um, maybe Medicaid uh, is lower now, but <clears throat> excuse me. Um, there's just a lot of opportunities um, for seniors to stay active and stay engaged and just being careful mm-hmm. um, as you as you are out there, you know, uh, being active, I think is, is really important right. for that population. Right. So once again, walking is a wonderful lifetime uh, activity that we can have high levels of fitness through walking. We get a lot of stress relief and depression management through walking. 
um, less prone to getting injured, although we do need to be careful walking outside when there's ice or um, even even un, um, uh, uneven unlevel, surfaces. uneven surfaces. Mm-hmm. I've known a couple people recently literally just um, stumbled on a rock, you know, yeah. a small rock or pebble or right. dip in the ground and really did a lot of damage. So mm-hmm. just being careful and certainly all of the water activities. I see a lot of seniors at, at my local rec centers. That's what they're participating in because it's gentle. It, it is. Yeah. yeah, it's gentle on the, the joints. And I was going to mention about the baby boomer population. Uh, most of them, I mean, not all, not everyone, but a lot of people sit at work mm-hmm. all day at their desks mm-hmm. and we're sitting down for eight hours, right? Um, and we just can't do that as we age. Mm-hmm. We have to get up. In fact, we have a workshop. It's called Movement Every Hour mm-hmm. because it's super important that every hour, take 10 minutes and just get up and walk around the office or, or walk outside if the weather um, permits. But just to sit down all day um, as we are working, you know, the computers are, of course, technology is wonderful. I'm mm-hmm. so glad that we have it. Right. Um, but we're tethered <laughs> oftentimes to our computers and it's mm-hmm. difficult to break away. But um, in, in, uh, in lieu of having a healthy lifestyle and being able to continue to um, have a high quality of life and to stay strong and to be able to uh, have functional movement throughout the day, Mm -hmm. which is really the primary um, concern for older adults is Mm -hmm. just being functional. Yeah. being Then we have to move. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's so so funny. You should mention that um, moving every hour. I was just thinking that because I, I work from home now and I do do a lot of computer work and I can get I, in the zone where, you know, I'll look up and two and a half hours have gone by and I haven't moved, you know, mm-hmm. except my fingers on the keyboard. Right. And I was just telling myself yesterday because I was feeling some stiffness in my hip. Uh, I need to set a timer to get up and move yep. every hour, not only to rest my eyes, but also and also to move my body, stretch and do a few things. I also exactly. like what you said about um you very seldom sit and watch television because there's nothing wrong with watching television. And what a great opportunity while you're watching a one hour program, either to do a light workout during the entire program or do something more intense during even just the commercials. Right. And, um, you know, I can't uh, emphasize enough, really, the importance of stretching, Mm -hmm. not just for um, not just for older adults, but for everyone. Uh, that is part of the reason why I think the um, number of orthopedic types of injuries mm. have increased over time. I remember having to make an appointment, I think, for my daughter uh, recently um, at the ortho. And um, unfortunately, they were all booked up for probably the next couple of months. And I talked to the lady about that, and she told me she thinks that's why. Is that because people are trying to squeeze in high intensity workouts mm. in a shorter amount of time. We're so busy that we're trying to squeeze it in. And so we end up doing damage yeah. in the process yeah. and we're not warming up and stretching the way yeah. we should. Yeah. So all the more reason why we need Kim Far- Farmer and mile high <laughs> fitness, her videos, her book, get motivated, personal training, corporate mm-hmm. classes. You pretty much do it all. There's something for everyone at every price point. Kim Farmer, thank you so much for being on the program. Thanks today. for having me and listeners. Tune in every Saturday, 1 to 2 p.m. Mountain for Living Well with Dr. Peg and go to drpegradio.com to attend a 2017 Do Something Different for a Change personal transformation retreat. My guest has been Kim Farmer and I'm Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark reminding you to live well. 
Thank you for listening to today's episode of Living Well with Dr. Peg, brought to you every week by SSI Guardian. To listen to previous episodes, learn more about Dr. Peg's mental health and safety workshops, or to register for an upcoming VIP personal transformation retreat, visit drpegradio.com. You can also purchase Dr. Peg's books, Do Something Different for a Change, and Doggy Tales, Lessons on Life, Love, and Loss I Learned from My Dog, online at drpegradio.com. And remember to join us every Saturday at 1 p.m. on 94.7 KRKS for Living Well with Dr. Peg.